Good to be here. And it's been a while. It has, definitely. How you been? I've been doing really well. Yeah, because you're yeah. A, you're a married man now. I'm a married man. So you're doing a lot. You're do- doing a lot more well, weller, doing weller. <laughs> yeah, the absolutely. Absolutely. The last time I was here, I was engaged, and uh, I think a month after that, you know, I was married. So how's that? Yeah. How's that? How's that been? It's been epic, exceeding my expectations. Okay, because so. what day did you get married? April 9th. April 9th. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and you were married by uh, Ian Clayton. That's correct. Yeah, man. That was incredible. Yeah. And, and man, how, how, what, like, can you tell, can you, what, can you tell us what that, what that was like? I mean, just, I mean, of course the whole thing, but yeah. it, like, like, I mean, but also just like, I was just thinking about that, like, like uh, Ian Clayton and how he would do a wedding. Right. Like, right. And just, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. I mean, I think some of the, uh, you know, pre wedding, just sitting down with him and connecting on the vows, uh, you know, it was just so awesome to dialogue with him about that and, and restructure vows for life. You know, and wow. and change wow. some of the verbiage uh, that you know maybe tradition has passed down, which is actually really incredible. But more for like lasting life, longevity, all of those things, right? And so it was really awesome the whole journey up until the ceremony, and obviously having Ian there, a spiritual father, friend, mentor, um, was so pivotal. I mean. Just the journey with him and talking to him, you know, when I met her, soon after I met her, and, and I'm telling him, like, she's the one. Wow. And dialoguing with him about that and then seeing it come into fruition and phenomenal. So, yeah, it's Bro, good. Like, so, you know how it is, like, when you're a single guy and you got all these ideas of, what, like, what married life mm-hmm. is, and then all of a sudden you get married and you're like, okay, this is a little different than what I was thinking. Like, for you, yep. like, what, what kind of revelation have you stepped into? And so, like, what have been some of the surprises about being married and some of the things that you're discovering that are totally, were totally unexpected mm. in, 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 with single room? Yeah, you know, I think we, we talk about how, uh, there's a strength when two become one. But I think the experience, experiencing that, you know, uh, uh, a virtuous wife, right, transforms her husband into an honored king. Mm. And feeling that, like feeling that strength, uh, the power, the reality that we share, you know, two, 10,000 that we share, that we are my efforts are multiplied because of my union with her and actually experiencing that, actually perceiving it. So that's been incredible, you know, and just 
the reality of all these love hormones, oxytocin, the healing realities that come from being in love and from choosing love and loving one another, experiencing that, experiencing the energy and the strength and the vitality of connection. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Right? Like, it really is true. Like, it's not good for dudes to be alone. (laughs) Yeah. But, and yet, we don't want to rush, you know, for all this. Exactly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just can't. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. And so happy for you guys. And just like, yeah, yeah, you have an amazing bride. It was so much fun getting to meet her Mm -hmm. um, on on the last trip. And man, so much has happened in just in just a year. Right. Right. And now here we are in, in 2020. Um, mm. and just, you know, just kind of going, going after it. Totally. Um, so man, uh, when it comes to, uh, gosh, also, I mean, since I saw you last, yep. you are now a certified Wim Hof instructor. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah. Like, do you get a card or anything or <laughs> a card? Yeah. Like a little, like, there's like a certificate, like a driver's license, like, yeah, a certificate, you permission know, and all to freeze, that stuff. you know, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, so how's that all going? Like I yep. see you on Instagram and mm-hmm. you're doing workshops and right. you're, I've seen you working with um, uh, uh, Kirby, yeah. you know, and, yeah. his, and his team and totally. his bride over there. Yes. Um, and so, um, so, uh, so are you, it looks like you're doing a lot of training and equipping in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just optimizing breath, like, uh, you know, giving people understanding that, you know, our life isn't measured necessarily by our years but by the quality of our breath. Wow. And then coupling that with cold exposure, cold thermogenesis, and the benefits, what I call God's elixirs in creation, really immersing myself, like this is my lifestyle, and I get to teach it, I get to contribute it to others and see people step into a completely new space within their connection with their soul, their mind, their body, by the power of the spirit, all of that. So it's been phenomenal. Um, yeah, it's been phenomenal. That was a milestone. I, I think training with the man, you know, Wim Hof, and, and just, you know, side by side was a very life-changing experience and added tremendous strength to who I am, to what I do. Let's yeah. catch people up a little bit because um, we're going to have people uh, watching tonight or, sure. or listening. And, um, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, first time I've ever heard this talk about a Christian podcast. And then there's going to be other people listening. They're like, Wim who? Ah. Oh, sure. You know, yep. ice, cold exposure, breath. Yep. Like, oh, what's going on? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so basically, um, uh, well, first of all, how did you get introduced to, to this whole kind of thing? Yeah. You know, it, okay, in, in an unconscious way. Yeah. Uh, about 12 years ago, uh, I would be, you know, when I was born from above, I would start, you know, I just, I was intuitively by the spirit guided into just meditation, into prayer, into contemplation, and for hours on end. And after, you know, quite an extensive time in that, I got somewhat bored, okay? And what I meant by that is my setting. So I took that into the winter and into cold water. And I just thought, hey, listen, I'll just do what I do when I'm sitting or lying down or active, walking, moving, meditation. I'll take that into the cold water. You just did this on your own. Yeah. Like just something about that just seemed interesting to you. It just, yeah, it seemed interesting. I've always been, I've always had (laughs) some level of an extreme kind of persona. And I, I just love doing things like that. But 
um, yeah, it just was led that direction. I went with the friend and he actually kind of just took some photos and just, you know, like, that's crazy, you know? And I just literally stayed in that space. I don't know how long, it was quite a while. And I experienced, you know, the warmth, you know, experience breaking through the threshold, the endorphins, the, all these different things now that I understand consciously, but I was doing in an unconscious fashion over there, right? So that is where it started. Now, when okay. you did that, that first time, yeah. was there any sort of breath work prior or did you just go right into the cold? Yeah, I went right into the cold, but this is... Because you didn't know, like you were just inspired and... But I'll tell you something, there was something that I, I found that was very interesting through meditation, through the very beginning of my walk in Christ was, I was, I was led, uh, you know, the first thing that I heard was from God was through union with me, everything else will flow. It's okay, so I, 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 had, I, I had no understanding, I, you know, I, I, I just came into church and Christianity and went right into the, just uh, into Bethel, you know, into a ministry school. And that was my first church experience, my first time interacting with the word, with the scriptures. And so um, I remember walking outside and with my bare feet in the ground, you know, and just saying, God, I don't understand. What do I do? And again, I heard through union with me, everything else will flow. And that took me to books and writings such as Union with God by Madame Guyon, yeah. The Practice of the Presence of God, awesome. by Brother Lawrence, yes, awesome. uh, The Interior Castle, by Teresa of Avila, Sadhu Sundar Singh's writings, so many more, St. Francis, right? And we see in their life this, this connection with the elements, mm. this connection with creation. Interesting. And um, one of the things that I found out over the course of meditation, over the, of, over the course of just union with God, was that there were times when I would, um, you know, we have this spirit, soul, and body makeup, just to keep it simple. And we, you know, we get exposed to this sometimes. And, and in prayer, this can happen. And wherever, I mean, it can actually happen when you're in extreme sports, when you're getting into this flow state and hyper-focus, you can actually separate and have this like ascended state of consciousness, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I would experience that in meditation. There was this one time I'd separated from my body, right? And the spirit, as Paul would say, and I was in the spirit and I was watching and observing how my breath changed in meditation. Mm. And I go, there's something about this. Wow. And that was a, quite a while, over a decade ago. And yet I still didn't delve deeply into it. Uh, but as of late, as of the last five years or so, uh, specifically within the last three years, you know, especially within Go Union Flow actually becoming something, uh, a business, a ministry in which I operate, uh, you know, I've been teaching stuff like this. You know, I've been teaching how to optimize your mind and your body, how to move with the scriptures and so on and so forth mm. and emulate Paul. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate God. But we, there's so many keys in there. So developing this lifestyle, you know, took me to doing workshops. And actually it was here in Washington in Olympia mm. where I'll be tomorrow doing a conference with Chris Blackaby and Sung Han, which we know. And I was actually there doing a workshop and somebody mentioned to me that, hey man, you remind me of a guy named Tony Robbins. Okay, yeah. and now Tony Robbins, I knew him as a face, yeah. obviously, like I think most people will have heard of the guy, yeah. but I didn't know anything beyond the face. And so I go, interesting, I go, 
I just felt led. I go, I need to go just watch this guy. So I booked and unleashed the power within. Yeah, I flew out to Chicago. Right. Just took massive action, as you right. would say, right? That's just my lifestyle. Yeah. And I went out there, I watched, and it was like 14,000 people in the audience, right? And he goes, you know what? I'm going to play this clip for you guys from a dear friend named Wim Hof. And I listened to this guy, I watched it, and it was just moving through breath, right? And I go, I know this. And I go, the power, this power of this is so incredible. And I go, I, and I out loud, I go, I'm gonna go meet this guy. I said this out loud. In the midst of a crowd, and I'm sitting next to somebody, and he goes, oh, you are? I go, yes, I'm going to. You're like, he's like, well, I'm going to an expedition of his. Oh, wow. And I go, what do you mean an the expedition? you sitting next yeah. to said that, wow. He goes, I go, he goes, what do you, I go, what do you mean an expedition? He goes, yeah, I'm going to go to expedition to Poland. I go, I'm going. And lo and behold, uh, it was sold out. Yet this guy knew a guy who knew Wim's daughter. Wow. And I ended up going. And then there I ended up in the midst of a hundred people almost, but I ended up having some heart connection and with, with Wim like several times. And that converted to me actually spending an extra day where everyone left, spending an extra day just training and connecting with him, staying with him and just learning about his lifestyle. And that's what really hooked me was just the, his desire to bring humanity into full potential to expand, uh, just expand you know, their mind and their body, understand what's possible and be able to shift their state. You know, and uh, again, I know we'd mentioned, you'd mentioned, some, some people may not know who the man is, um, but he, he's achieved over 26 world records. And he's redefining medical textbooks because he's showing the innate power of your physiology, of this God-given body. And he's showing the potential of harnessing the power of the mind to override and, and bring yourself into states of wellness and bring yourself into the supernatural, right? The supernatural podcast, here we are. And, um, and so knowing that he, he talked about some things like governing the autonomous nervous system, uh, governing processes in the body that were once thought uh, unable to be modulated. And one of those things was something I really needed, dealing with an autoimmune condition in my immune system, being somewhat compromised or hyperactive. And I go, I need this. I need to delve into this more. And then through delving into it more before going to meet him, I ended up getting some level of governance and sovereignty within my immune system in which doctors said I wouldn't be able to do. Wow. And I began to shift the process that the of the diagnosis by the power of modulating breath and utilizing the elixir of the cold that God gave us, right, in climate. Uh, and so that's a little bit of uh, the story. Yeah, it's so fascinating, man. And, uh, and so here's the thing. When I first heard about Wim Hof, I, th you know, um, I, I went through kind of this uh, religious struggle saying, sure. how is this guy doing this? I mean, to swim underneath the ice in, mm -hmm. like, in, the, in the Arctic, mm -hmm. right? I, I forget how far he swam underneath. His eyeballs literally fr like froze. He went yeah. blind. Yeah. And he did not panic, yeah. and he continued to swim until he found the exit mm -hmm. out of the ice. Um, and then also I, uh, seeing the TED Talk where they had a glass tube, and they filled up the glass full of crushed ice all the way up to his neck. Yeah. As a doctor uh, explained what was happening on screens and sensors all over mm -hmm. his body, as he literally modulated his body and took control, full control over his body, as to not go into any sort of hypothermia. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what William is doing? And... So of course, um, 
you know, I, I got enough religion in me to, to think, hey, like what this guy is doing is obviously demonic because there's no way that you could do this in the natural. And, um, and so I, uh, I just began to do different studies and different things and looking sure. at who this guy is. And what was fascinating is when he said, uh, no, I'm not a freak. And no, this isn't, this isn't, um, I like what you're saying, like supernatural, because that's, it is, it's, he's taking the natural and then, and then being super with it, you know? Yeah. Um, but a lot of people immediately th think of, they, they go immediately mystical right off the yeah. bat. And so, um, uh, so I, I, I was trying to find out like, who is this guy? Is this trustworthy? By what realm is he kind of ac accessing this? Um, and then when he took all those students and trained them to do the same thing, when they injected him right. with that with the virus, yeah. that would put him into an immediate uh, to give a fever almost immediately. Yeah, and he was able to take control over mm -hmm. his um, over his immune system. Yeah, and to not go into the fever. And everyone said he's just a freak. But then he said, "I'll train." I think it was like twelve students or something mm -hmm. to do the same thing in like thirty days. Yeah, and <laughs> and all of his students, they were able to take control of their immune system and not go into. I thought, man, this is this is fascinating. It is, yeah. So of course, anything to do with the breath sometimes freaks out more sure. traditional Christians because yeah. of because of the Eastern emphasis on on breath and and um, and so uh, what was interesting about that was to hear this. For me, it was very helpful to hear the science. Um, behind the breath, mm, you know, absolutely, um, it, and also we can't neglect the spiritual nature of the breath and right. the emphasis of, of breath in, in the scriptures. Yeah, and yet I think sometimes we get uh, honestly, uh, th there's a lot of things where uh, where I think Christians, because of fear, um, they just they just they would rather just stay ignorant in a lot of things. But there's so many opportunities for mm. us to upgrade based off of the, the the wiring that God has created us to do far, far, far more yeah. than what we're actually operating in right now. You know, so, I, so what I understood is that like with the breath, with these breathing techniques, because there's this whole thing of like fight or flight, right? And so like uh, a, a human by nature falls into a uh, into uh, ice water, the body says, you're about to die, freak out, panic, right? Um, and so the body just goes right into this panic state. And so through these breathing techniques, you're, you actually... You actually take control now. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna be a, a, a lamo and just use layman's terms with this. But then I'd love you to kind of, you know, kind of dive a little further with this. But through these breathing techniques, you're actually able to take control over your, over your body and bring yourself into into and even through the breath holding that your body kind of starts to kind of panic even in that in that moment when you're mm. and you're learning that you're not going to die you've got control of this so that when you get into the ice water you don't immediately go into OMG, I'm, I'm dying here. Right. Like you've already been through that, through these breath holding techniques and the breath work, that when you go into the ice water, you're like, this is good. I'm not going to die. This is good for me. And then also just the number of benefits for me in dealing with inflammation through training for a marathon mm. and, you know, and also just yeah. your metabolism, testosterone development. You, you go on and Hopefully. on, immune system, on and on and on. Right. But kind of the importance of... Uh, you know, I did, uh, uh, now I'm, I'm a weak, I'm an amateur compared to you, but like this last week, uh, we've got a pool in our backyard, so I'm enjoying watching the temperature on that drop as we go yeah, into fall. Yeah, sure. So right now it's at 55. Oh, that's good, yeah. And, um, and I want to talk to you about that. What's ideal, what's optimum for, sure. for water temperature. Mm -hmm. But, um, and so I did seven minutes and my kids, you know, and so just did breath work, got in, and it was just, 
to me, it's, it's exhilarating. To me, it's just, it's because still, when I first get in, I feel that, and I actually, I actually try to enter the water with thanksgiving now. So I'll actually give mm-hmm. thanks. Like, thank you, Lord, that my body is responding. It's communicating to my brain that this is cold. And I'll actually, like, use thanksgiving yeah. as a way to kind of acclimate. But um, I, I thought my, by me just using my, my dummy terms, it might kind of help people even understand a little bit more of why a guy like me would be practicing and trying out some of these things. Because I find it very, very fascinating. And also to kind of maybe demystify some of these things. Totally. Um, but yeah, so perhaps like, like so first of all, what, what's optimum water temperature? Oh, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> you know I, I like to say that you know, it, you know, and Wim says this, it's gradual exposure to cold. So I think a lot of people want to go straight in, yet they haven't uh, been cold adapted. Wow. So you can really start from the comfort of your own home, wow. from your shower, which we should be thankful that we have, right? Like, I'm always grateful that I get to take a shower. There's a lot of the world that doesn't get this to be honest, right? And so I'm just grateful for that. And, you know, you can take a hot shower, which has its benefits. Like a, for one thing, a hot shower, it puts people into, uh, the, in, it accesses the parasympathetic nervous system, the, basically the rest and relax zone. Wow. And it puts you into uh, brainwave states uh, more conducive to meditation. And that's why a lot of people get really incredible ideas in a hot shower, or really? they feel like, have you ever experienced that where you're like, man, I'm just getting so many ideas, I wish I had something I could write this down with. Yeah. Because I'm in a hot shower, I'm relaxed, and therefore your mind can really begin to open up and, and share things with you. And I've known people like prophets um, close to my, you know, where I live, talk about, you know, that's where I get my stuff from God. I get my revelation in a hot shower. And I was like, wow. I wish I could tell them one of the reasons why. Wow. You know, because you, you get into that uh, theta state, you know, you cannot enter into the kingdom unless you be like a child, unless you enter into theta. Kids are in theta. Kids are in a different brainwave state quite a bit because they're in a place of daydream, right? Wow, and so they're, they're accessing that realm of imagination and divine inspired intellect a lot more, that curiosity, all of that stuff. Wow. To whereas when adults, we kind of, we're looking to get back into that. We're always time, a lot of times sped up, like you talked about the sympathetic fight or flight response. A lot of people live in that space. So now kind of back to what you're talking about with water temperature, it's, it's really a gradual exposure. Now you can, uh, anything, even 63 and under, mm-hmm. you can get a therapeutic response from it, outside temperature and water temperature. And then you could obviously go into the, the domain of freezing, you know, of, of in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, all right? Anything that offers you a level of healthy uh, cold shock or hormetic eustress, which means it's that you feel a level of a stressor. Um, and guys, stress is actually really advantageous. Yeah, I'd love to hear about that. You know, um, stress can be very advantageous. Even the things that you think are bad stress, and that's another thing you speak to, but the when you get into cold exposure or even heat therapy with the sauna or things like that, there's so many, but cold exposure specifically, you're, you're, uh, you're stressing your body a little bit. But it's because you're doing it in a, a small dose, that's what it, when it begins to be a hormetic or a eustress, which means is something that could be done in a long period of time could be detrimental to your health, but in a small dose can be ex- extremely advantageous wow. to, to wellness and to mind-body optimization. And, and to me, I've had some of my deepest, most heartfelt, single-minded, focused connections with God in the cold. It's just phenomenal. So uh, the temperature really 
you know, you want to, you want to just take it gradually. You want to take it step by step and you can take that hot shower and gradually move it to warm, move it to cold a little bit, see how you feel. And what you do is you regulate your breath. You just take those, you know, those breaths in and long breaths out, you know, that deep breath in and long breath out. Okay. And that helps you get into a state of shalom and peace in the midst of something that's difficult. And that builds resilience, but it's doing it's, it's offering a cascade of other benefits that you kind of mentioned there. Uh, immune boosting, boosting properties, you know, you're strengthening your immunity, which we know right now in the day we live in is very relevant. You know, is immunity has been a topic of discussion for quite some time. Totally, totally. And so we have those things. So, um, uh, so yeah, yeah. It's a great conversation in light of coronavirus, the fear of getting the virus, and also just the ability to, yeah. like the, 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 the way that God has actually created us there's this place where we don't actually have to get sick. Yeah, that's good. It's interesting because we've had a few things that were really brought up and we had the breath uh, get brought up initially with Floyd. You know, the I can't breathe. Yeah, that's Okay, right. we had a lot of things with breath. Then we had a lot of things with the fires right now. We have a lot of things with immunity and transference happening through that. So we see this kind of emphasis on, on breath right? And on immunity. So here we are. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we look at the positives right now, if we can take uh, some of the redemptive qualities of these things, we can begin to learn that, hey, listen, this, this God-given breath is something that we need to cherish and understand and, and learn more about. You know, even Teresa of Avila, a great mystic, uh, Christian mystic, talked about how you know, she would just follow her breath into the still space that led her back home, wow. which means her home, her wow. home is her heavenly citizenship. Wow. And she was a woman who talked about states of prayer. Right? Wow, that's right. And that's so right. she left a key there, and many of them did, mm -hmm. about how just following God within the breath. And we see God left in the law first mentioned within the scriptures, the major key, with Sorry. the spirit, the wind, the ruach, brooding upon the face of the deep, creating, right? And then we see God animating Adam with breath. And we see Jesus, he became a living soul, and we see Jesus animating the disciples with breath to become life-giving spirits. So we see this conversation of breath all throughout the scriptures, right? And um, now what if we could utilize something that we're doing all the time and just become conscious of it and learn to shift our state to do things that some people might say are impossible, but let's not even just go there. Let's just say we might be able to mitigate agitation, anxiety tremendously. Mm. Anxiety is the number one mental illness out there. You know, it's been classified as such. Totally. And so uh, breath, we can learn to harness the power of our God-given breath to, to be in conducive states of peace and not be so sped up. Although we can use breath to speed up and to generate energy and enhance the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. We can do all of that. Okay, so... Yeah, this is a very big topic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, actually, I think the very first time I heard about cold exposure was through uh, uh, Tim Ferriss' book, Four Hour Body, back okay. in 2015. Yeah. And he was going through the swimming studies mm. on why they couldn't figure out why swimmers 
were burning a, an enormous amount of calori calories that couldn't be compared to any other sport such as basketball or football. Like the amount mm. of uh, calories that a swimmer burns is just, is it because of how hard they're working? Certainly not, mm -hmm. but it was because of the exposure of their whole body being in water and doing the workout in water. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, and then he began talking about ice packs on the neck or on the feet or, and then cold showers. And that, so that was the very first time. So I started doing cold showers um, back in 2015 and, and along with the rest of kind of his protocol there. Yeah. And I probably lost, man, probably 15 pounds in a matter of three months or something. And, yeah. and, that, and that was God ordered because I needed that energy to be able to, to go into my fresh assignment in 2016. Mm. Breath is fascinating too. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about is I heard recently that the, and, and I would imagine this would be somewhat controversial within the, within the community, um, but that the, that the Wim Hof breathing method shouldn't necessarily be, isn't necessarily a healthy protocol for a daily um, exercise because of this, because of just almost like the, um, the hyperventilating uh, kind of feeling that you're, and so it's some, I heard that it's, it's, that there are other breathing techniques that are prescribed uh, more for, you know, uh, for some of these things. Uh, what, what, what's your own uh, um, uh, protocol as far as is that particular breathing method, is that part of your daily kind of lifestyle or are there other kind of breathing techniques that you mm -hmm. find a little bit more kind of practical for what you're trying to achieve sure. with your own goals, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, it's an it's interesting topic and if you look at the physiology of things, you know, we need to, as a society begin to correct our breath. And mm. so I think you're talking a lot about the topic of nasal breathing. Uh, you know, when we talk about breathing deep, we're not necessarily talking about deep, deep, deep breaths and, and high frequency and high uh, like uh, amplitude, like deep. <sighs> you're talking about like, just do you know how to breathe? Like, are you mouth, a mouth breather? Are you a nose breather? Like, how are you modulating your breath when we're looking at 24 hours in the day? So we see there's major advantages to Wim Hof style breathing or Tumo breath, where there's major advantages because we look at the data. We look at the research, you know, that Wim has done with the leading medical facilities That's and some right. of the things he's doing. The research, it's, it's there. Okay, and, and this style of breath. And the research is also there and learning that, listen, how are you breathing when you're sleeping? Are you a mouth breather while you're sleeping? Are you a nasal breather while you're sleeping? And if you're a nasal breather while you're sleeping, you're going to have a deeper, more quality rest. If you're a mouth breather while you're sleeping, you're likely going to end up snoring. You're likely going to have some level of sleep apnea. You're not going to go deeper into those spaces of rest and regeneration. So we need to begin to correct how you breathe. So for me, I, I kind of move in quite a bit of different modalities when it comes to breath. Sure. I utilize a lot of different techniques and kind of freestyle at times on just how I feel led. You know, I think as the, one of the things that breath does is it gets you in tune with this, this realm of the mind. And it gets you into such a deep space of body awareness, okay? So it helps you to become attuned to who you are, mm -hmm. like this divine design, this framework, right? And then through that, you begin to become sensitive. So you begin to understand, you know, the cold in a different way. Like I talked about being cold adapted. So that means your, your vascular system has developed a level of plasticity to the cold. Your, your nervous system, your body, you've, become, you've, be, you've developed a th um, uh, 
some level of a platform and a foundation. Same with breath. As you begin to move into conscious breathing, you can begin to become more attuned to your body. You can begin to understand how, you, you begin to basically dial into how are you breathing on a regular basis. Even right now, I'm checking how am I breathing? Because wow. how am I breathing is going to actually be conducive to how I'm communicating wow. my energy with you, right? So I'm looking at these things. But as you begin to delve into it in a conscious way, I just, I just tell people at, in the beginning, just begin to turn and tune in to your breath. And it's actually an incredible way for the God connect. It's an incredible way to tap into just meditation and to union with God. Okay, obviously the functional practical benefits of upregulating wellness, you know, and just like optimizing all these spaces. So just take that breath and let it go. And just become aware of that and know that you can use that to shift the state you're in. It's happening to you, but you can begin to happen to it. And if we can begin to happen to it, then we can begin to start governing these processes that are governing wow. us. You know, we can begin to tap into this wellspring uh, of life. Because yeah. there's so many things that we just uh, do by default and we just say that's who we are. Yeah. Or, or don't you think? Like, uh, like that's just who I am. Like, so breathing, like, that's just what I do. If I didn't breathe, I'd die. Yeah. You know? Um, and yet... Uh, the, the, I'd love to ask you about the nasal breathing. I, I find that really fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I, 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 I've been practicing um, mouth taping this year. And so, and especially right. when I was training for a marathon, I, I, man, I tried mouth taping while training <laughs> yeah. for that, learning just to, now my understanding is, is that when you're breathing in through your nose, that sure. that's allowing more oxygen to go directly to your brain mm -hmm. than when you're breathing through your, your mouth. And also helps with symmetry of the face. It helps to... You know, and I, I found that really, really interesting. Yeah, Some absolutely. of the studies I was reading on. But man, I tell you, the first night that I did it, I woke up in the middle of the night, felt like I was suffocating. Woke up just like, you know, I was like, oh, you know. And, and, and yeah. then I tried to, you know, and, and you, I was using like a surgical tape. So it's easy, you know, it's, easy, it's not going to ruin your face. It's not like a right. tape or something, yep. gaffer's tape. But, um, uh, and then, you know, so a little bit of maybe like Vaseline or something all over my lips or like a chapstick and then yeah. some surgical tape. And I remember that first night trying to rip it off and, and, and not able to, it took a while to get off. I was like, oh God, you know, like, <laughs> Andrea is like, what's going on? Ah, you know, and then went back sure. to it. It probably took two or three nights. And so like that first night didn't make it through the night, but eventually began to kind of work my way into it. Mm -hmm. And, but what's interesting is that like, so nasal breathing probably at night isn't necessarily a default. Would, would, would everybody have to kind of train their way into that? Or some people that's just how they, they sleep. I mean, you know, a, a lot of people do, uh, you know, I think there, there's a ratio, you know, I'm not exactly sure statistically speaking, I've heard it once said that, you know, maybe about 25% of the population, wow. uh, our mouth breathers during that and sleep apnea is a big deal and um and so we see that happening in sleep apnea asthma all these different things uh it's being linked to mouth breathing you know it and so, so interesting, right? it is and so you know like you said the symmetry of the face how your teeth are formed how your you know how everything is formed in this area through nasal breathing is a lot more beneficial to the, the human structure how it was intended to be versus mouth breathing. And so it's an interesting topic. Um, and so I spend a lot of time, you know, focusing on nasal breathing, yeah? But I also 
You know, if we're trying to shift someone's state, yeah. like say for, uh, you know, I, I love women, the, the simplicity of it, because he's like, he's not trying to get all the time caught up in some of the mechanics, even though he can with the best of them. He's just saying, hey, listen, like, let's delve into this space. Let's take that breath in there. Let's take charge and govern the system. So one of the benefits of, say, uh, Tumo, Wim Hof method style breathing, this, you know, uh, the, these deep breaths in and these retentions, and by the way, never do breath holds in the water. That's just what I have to say. You can't do that. That's no. a bad idea, <laughs> okay? So these, um, you know, the benefit of this is you begin to stimulate, you know, this ad adrenal response and so much more. But so much of our life, you know, we talk about adrenal fatigue. Or, I mean, I think most people know what that is. That was popularized about a decade ago. Like yeah, the right. topic of like people starting to understand that a little bit and the fight or flight response. So it's usually happening to us, but we can actually then trigger it to then govern it. So what if we can then take something that happens to us a lot, but begin to generate that and then shift the dynamic wow. on how it can work for our advantage. Awesome, awesome. So then I can begin to upregulate um, oxygen and this O2-CO2 ratio. I can begin to energize and revitalize the, my, the, the intracellular structure of my being, the mitochondria. I can get things like working fantastically. I can prime my prime myself to get into this, the cold, right? And I can do this through patient, relaxed breath as well, like this still space of just nasal breathing in and out. So again, this is a big topic. I appreciate you getting into this because yeah. I can't talk about this stuff with most of my guests. Yeah. So I hope you yeah. don't mind. If, if, I don't yeah. mind. This no, I kind love of it. a podcasting, but it's also kind of like, well, what? I, I, I basically got a huge list of questions for you tonight in my head. Yeah. So like, yeah. Well, this is, this is my lifestyle, man. If there's stuff I love you it. want to talk about, then you feel free to, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, dude. No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so when you get into the water, uh, yeah. you're obviously not doing a Wim Hof breathing kind of style when you get in. Mm -hmm. Is there, a, yeah. and in a conversation like what we're having yeah. right now, you're not sitting there, <laughs> you know, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious in a conversation like this, um, what, uh, how are you, what, what kind of breathing are you being mindful of? How are you holding yourself accountable or if you're, if you're going into like a job interview, a stressful job interview, you don't want to show that you're super anxious. You want to deal with that anxiousness. Um, you know, that'd be maybe similar. Or you're going into a meeting and it's full of strangers that you haven't, like, and you feel, you feel everything. Uh, cortisol's going off because all the LEDs and then you got all the people, you know. Ah, sure. you, so um, what, uh, what kind of state are you trying to um, put yourself in so that you're not, you're not operating according to all the chemicals going off, all the nerves, and what kind of, uh, how are you holding yourself accountable for your breathing, even in like a conversation like this? Yeah, like right, you know, just right now as you're talking to, um, you know, I'm just breathing in and out through the nose, very still, and I'm looking not to breathe deep, like difficultly. I'm not looking to take some massive breaths in and out. I'm just looking to modulate breath in and through the nose, out through the nose, bring that sense of focus, calmness, yeah? And it's different. If I'm looking to generate uh, even more energy, sometimes I'll, I'll go into that Wim Hof style breathing prior to an engagement, prior to speaking or something like that. Sometimes I'm going to go maybe into a, a mode of box breathing, which is like that four seconds in, hold, right? And then four seconds out, hold, Right. So and that just generates a realm of focused, calm attention. 
right? And we see people like the Navy SEALs and individuals totally, like that yeah. utilizing that modality of breath because it's proven. It has a track record. We see a lot of cool clinical studies with it. So again, there's, there's a variety of modes to move in. But I think for the general audience, just learning that uh, on a basic level that your breath is typically going to determine your emotional state and it's going to determine how you show up in the world. And we know that a lot of stuff in us, whether it be trauma, whether whatever it is you've been through, can be found in breathing patterns. Mm. So as you begin to go into conscious breathing, you actually might access difficult things you've experienced or blissful things you've experienced in life. And some people don't understand why, but it's stored, a lot of that emotional memory is stored right here in the diaphragm. And then when you're breathing, you're, you're you're, in, you're influencing the, you're the vagus nerve, which is the wandering nerve that moves through a lot of processes, such as like the diaphragm, the gut, a different, the lungs, you're breathing, right? You're stimulating that. And uh, that you're accessing emotion. So you asked a question initially, which is, say you're getting into the cold. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily doing, the, you know, uh, you know the, the, the Wim Hof deep breath in, letting go, deep breath in, letting go. What are you doing? Well, a lot of times you're just getting in, you're feeling it, you're embracing the cold. The cold is my warm friend, as Wim says, right? And I always say before I get in, because it's always a new experience, if it's a new experience for that guy every time, I, no ego, we go is what he says. <laughs> so it's, if it's a new experience for someone like that, guys, it's a new experience for you. And I understand becoming cold adapted and then breaking through thresholds. Um, but just at a surface level, when you get into the cold, your body is, is likely going to get into some level of a panic state. Right. Okay, like you'd mentioned. And so in that space, what are you looking to do? You're looking to find your peace in the midst of this stressor that's actually something that's highly beneficial, all right? And again, one to three minutes is really all you need for that therapeutic, incredible response that your body just benefits from. So you go in, you're looking to get that calm breath in and long breath out. Now, why that deep, calm breath in and that long breath out is because you're looking to stabilize you're looking to hit a place of shalom spirit soul and body peace in the midst of that stressor so why a breath in and a long breath out well the long breath out which is highly advantageous for people who are under a lot of stress take a deep breath in right now then let it out for a long time So it could be like three seconds in, six seconds out, four seconds in, eight seconds out. What that's doing is it's stimulating, again, we bring it up, the parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and relaxation, okay? And that is giving you the ability to be at rest in a challenging situation, right? And so that helps a ton. So that means that now, let's transition that to like life application, and you had mentioned it, like you're going in for an interview, you're going in for a business deal, you're going in to speak, to teach, whatever it is. You're going in to take care of your kids who just woke up, you know, early, like, and you're stressed, whatever it is, you know, you're, you're doing life. What does that mean? It, it causes you to have resilience and to be able to deal with stress 
and life. So this whole realm of modulating breath and getting into the cold is allowing and priming you for anything that comes your way. Anything that comes your way and jolts you. Any stressor, you're actually going to be a little bit more resilient. And then keep going in that, you're going to become much more resilient to stress. What does that mean? You're going to be a better problem solver in the midst of adverse situations. You're going to be able to keep your cool when things are not cool. You're going to be able to be a leader. You're going to be able to show up in your family more. You're going to be able to show up in your business more. You're going to be able to do what you need to do. So again, the application of this, everyone, is manifold. It can be as functional and practical. Right. It can be as mystical as you want it to be. It can cross all, all areas, and that's what's beautiful about it, you know? So again, it's, nah, it's, yeah, good, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. And then there's also, um, uh, I want to ask you, within the biohacking community, things do cross over and get mystical really quick. And, sure. and and it happens even within the breathing and, yep. and and I know of even believers within the biohacking community that are maybe um, uh, not even necessarily familiar with like even our stream or even more of the supernatural form of Christianity. So their sure. their Christianity would be far more kind of uh, uh, philosophical that they totally respect and, and adore and they totally believe in God and yeah. like the Ten Commandments and all of these things. Yeah. But, uh, but don't really, haven't necessarily ever experienced the mystical side of Christianity. Sure. And so there tends to be this desire in them to experience almost kind of the more mystical side of, of, of the force, but not necessarily through the doorway of, of Christ. And mm -hmm. so I've even seen some pretty well-known um, Christian biohackers uh, uh, even encouraging and experimenting with more of the, and I don't know what you'd call it, you'd probably have the, the name, but like even some of the more of like the Kundalini style uh, guided breathing type. Mm. Uh, I don't know the official name of where you're, where you're being guided through a series of breathing techniques that last from one to three hours or something, you know, four hours. And then oftentimes people will actually go into manifestations and different things mm -hmm. um, like that. What do you think is happening there with that particular kind of, of thing? And um, because I, uh, I, I've been kind of shocked at, at, at seeing, um, you know, so I'd, I'd be really curious just to get your perspective. Sure. Uh, not so that we can have a conversation and tell people like danger, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, but I, I just be really curious to find out kind of your perspective and, and find out, um, you know, what, what, what's happening there, and is that, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have to feed you any lines, but yeah, um, yeah, what, yeah. What do you think regarding that whole kind of avenue mm -hmm. where things are? And I'm also really sheltered, so I only know one particular kind of trailer aspect of that. Right. I imagine it's probably a whole movement yep. that starts going down that way. Yeah, yeah, and and I'll get there. And I think like you know what we talked about so far for everyone is just hey, listen, practical, functional breath. You're breathing all the time. Why not begin to utilize that for your benefit, for longevity, for life, for happiness, for strength, right, for all of that stuff? And, and so, I, sorry, dude, yeah. as I interrupt, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm famous for that for interrupting. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, and this isn't really about them, about you guys. You know, what I'm saying I was like, this is more like curiosity yeah. for no, me. No, totally. I'm, I'm I've totally I've never cool. had this particular conversation sure. with before. So, you know, I'm totally cool. I I just wanna I I wanna uh, people have a somewhat Good. of a broad understanding yep. Yep. that they can you can really delve into your breath purely from a place of a functional wellness and optimization of your mind and your body that's good okay we need to know that we need to uh not connect with uh 
uh, fear that often masquerades as wisdom, but totally. truly isn't. Totally. It's uh, our God-given right and his divine exchange in for all of humanity to breathe, right? For all of us to partake of this. And so, you know, it's true that as you begin to, and let me, I'm going to break it down a little bit. Yeah. I'm gonna, so as you begin to move in breath, okay, um, you know, even if you were to take, uh, let, let's just say five, six, seven, nice, deep, okay, healthy breaths in and out. So go ahead and do it with me, everyone. Take a deep breath in. Let it go deeply in. Let it go. Just regular breaths deeply in. Let it go. Taking it in again. Letting it go. Taking it in. Letting it go. One more, just take it in, just a regular breath. Just becoming conscious of it and letting it go. Many of you right there will have felt some level of change in your psyche, in your body. You may feel a little bit more relaxed. You may feel a little bit more at peace. You just may feel a little bit different. And there's a lot happening there. And one of the things that's happening there is we go through this uh, these different brainwave oscillations throughout the day. We're sleeping, we're in delta, you know, we're moving through, you know, theta, beta, alpha, gamma. There's, we're moving through these brainwave states, okay? Now, breath can really stimulate these spaces. So if you're taking people on a long journey in breath, you're going to stimulate all types of stuff within your, your biochemistry, your neurology. You're going to stimulate... Uh, the gates, which, which I mean like the, the energetic electrical body. Now, I think people for the most part know that your central nervous system is, you know, there's electrical impulses. So we have an electrical body and these things are stimulated all day, every day, just whatever way. But through breath, you actually begin to modulate these spaces at will. So now we're looking at, you know, we're shifting brainwave states, we're breathing, we're, we're, we're shifting our energetic electrical body, we're shifting our physiology, okay? Now, what that's going to do, you know, in our neurochemistry, everything, it's going to open up spaces, okay? It's going to open up to new territory. Now, that can mean the metaphysics, the mystical aspects of things, the, just that whole realm, and that can take people places, right? And that can open up all types of stuff okay so that's why like I love like that Christ is my core and my center right I'm very much governed by a Christocentric reality and foundation for living okay he is the author and finisher of breath he created it fashioned it for us for me for you right so that's beautiful and then at a practical functional level when I'm just training people on how to optimize their breath for peak performance awesome i love doing that i do that myself a lot of times i'm doing just just peak performance and fitness and literally longevity because i can begin to influence long life through breath mm -hmm. and then when people start to get into a lot of like just the spiritual you cannot not get into the spiritual domain in some regard because we're all spiritual 
all right? But when people take a specific bent on what type of spirituality they're looking to delve into, that's when we begin to, uh, we begin to get into some spaces. So where your intent is, like if my intent is on peak performance, I'm going to begin to delve into peak performance. I'm going to okay. begin to upregulate my systems for that. Where's my intent? Is my intent on Christ? I'm going to begin to up up and optimize that space of coherent connection with them, right? Yeah. It, where's my, is my intent on, uh, on, on some level of idolatry or some other, you know, uh, spiritual forces at play, then I'm going to, I'm going to energize my focus and gaze upon that stuff. Mm. And if I'm stimulating my body in such a way, I'm priming my body to access that space. So it's a lot about your intent. Where are you put, honing your intent? Okay. Because, <laughs> That's very important. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Also, I guess there'd be that the 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 whole thing of um, that part of the part of the problem with with somebody even practicing that particular type of like tantric breathing or whatever they call sure. it is that you are essentially you are giving yourself you're kind of submitting yourself underneath somebody's um, control. Um, somebody that you may know or somebody that you may not know and right. yet you're you're entrusting to them in the same way that you would kind of give yourself over to a level of hypnotism yeah, because people kind of go into almost a hypnotic a hypnotic type trance or, or state where where that person is able to kind of govern over them as they go passive it's almost like yeah it's almost like they you know it, it, and so um yeah, so and that would be quite quite dangerous. I mean, I think about these these kids that go to these countries, you know, and go on these DMT tours, and sure. then and then you know, and bad really bad things take place because right. they just found somebody out of the yellow pages in, you know, wherever Nabutu, yeah. and you know they just look somebody up, and this yep. guy isn't trustworthy. Gets them all hopped up on stuff, and then takes advantage of them, and yep. and that that kind of thing happens a lot in the church not with TNT, but you know, when it comes to abuse and taking advantage of people, that that's unfortunately part of like the human fracturing that exists outside of redemption. Um, but uh, I'm just kind of processing out loud here, Rune, and, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of going through this, but right I, I really appreciate how you just kind of approach that yeah. and kind of, kind of explain that. I, I think that's really good. Yeah. I think it's important. We have um, people approach it from like functional wellness as well, because then we can kind of demystify some of it yeah. um, because there's not a lot of voices speaking on just that. I would say within this space, right? right? It's just, there's just literal mechanics that we can begin to modulate within this God-given body that we can use to shift our states. Absolutely. And, and you're completely right in, in switching gears to like, you know, if you're in a space and somebody's instructing or leading, they have the imprint on your psyche. And so it's important to have, you know, to, to, to know what you're doing, to know who you're submitting yourself to and that space. And it's important to, to have a level of wisdom and caution. But the way I, I, try, I try to like, I always try to get away from, uh, there, there's this, there's this, sometimes this love of fear and the energy yeah, sure, of fear sure. that I've, I've seen. And I, I love to just, just, break that thing man because we need to begin to find out just this who we are right and yes all these things we, we talked about right there within these other um, vantage points of spirituality and spiritism and hypnotism and different things like that that exist within these spaces yeah we we don't want to go there 
we want to go into the space of, listen, I want to I wanna optimize my life. I want to optimize the mind of Christ and the spirit of God that's quickening this body unto life. I want to work with God and co-labor with God in this divine given breath, right? And then for people I train that might be watching or watch just in the, in the, in the fitness community and just the wellness community, it's like we want to shift. We want to understand how we can shift our breath, utilize uh, utilize that, utilize the cold, utilize the elixirs of creation, and and literally freaking govern, you know, literally rule and reign in life, so that's to good. speak, right? So that's more my vantage point. That's yeah. good, man. Yeah. That's good. Well, I think a lot of people might say, like, like, what are these guys, you know, what are you guys talking about, you know, breathing for? And yet yeah. they might not necessarily have a problem with taking antidepressants. You know, like, <laughs> and, yeah. and I want to be sensitive with this because, yeah. you know, I, I sure. understand and, and respect. Yep people's emotional states and, and just in and, and the chemical thing and just life and how tricky 2020 is with unemployment and all of this. Yep. And yet, um, you know, uh, and, and I'm, so I'm not like, I'm not, I, I don't attack antidepressants or whatever, but God didn't create antidepressants. You know, they were created in a lab, <laughs> you know, and making some people not, yeah. you know, patents of pockets <laughs> for sure, you know, right, bless right. them Lord. But uh, yeah. like, and so sometimes that is maybe something that you need to do for a season with, if the Lord leads you that way with your doctor or whatever. But, hey, why not try something that God has actually created first, such as breath? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't created in a lab. No one's getting rich. Like the Lord actually created this. Uh, you know, I, it's funny. When you were talking about breath, I remember my, my first conversation with Ian Clayton. Yeah. And, um, and we were about to go into this meeting. We were like in this groom, green room environment. And we were about to go into this meeting with the fillers, John and Ruth Filler. And, and, um, and before the door, I was going to open the door, and Ian looked at me, and, he, and he's like, <sighs> right? And, and I'm like, and I smile, and he's like, it's the breath. He's like, it, he, everything began with the breath. Mm, yeah. He said, everything that you see here, everything that we engage with, it was created through the breath of through the breath of God, yeah. it, was, it was so cool because so rare. That's so rare that you're just about to do something and somebody just kind of like shares this revelation. Like that's so rare. Usually it's like, well, here we go into the meeting, you know. And it, it, no, 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 no. We're not going to the meeting yet. We're going to breathe for a second. And it was just like this reminder of like yeah. the 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 power, the mystery, the yes, you know, the splendor. Like God's creativity yes. became manifest yes. in, in, into everything that we engage with. So when good. God breathed and, and yeah. we're here, like he played in the mud and then he breathed into us and, and our spirit, Absolutely. our spirit is, is, is the breath of God yeah. being contained in our body. Yeah. That's fascinating. Like it is. scientists, they still don't know what consciousness is. They think they're going to be able to export it into a USB stick and yet they still don't really know what it is. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it, it's the breath of God. You yeah. Know? Yeah, no, oh, so good. Ian's a living legend. And he he's taught me a lot about breath, and uh, and uh, you know, there's uh, there's so much there, man. I would say it take hours upon hours upon hours to discuss and to go deep, but it's again, it's extremely practical, functional, and it's highly mystical. When we look at the scriptures, when we look at this reality of uh, of the breath of God and all of this. And, you know, it's like that in-breath. I remember he taught me that in-breath, you know, just like we're ascending 
and we're coming down and that out breath we're moving to and fro right we're moving and just the this the beauty of that like imagine you just follow your breath in that space you know for those of you who who, who are like vibing with what we're sharing on that it's like you're taking that deep breath in and you're yeah like i'm descending from my seated position in christ or ascending to it whatever you want to do you know like you're ascending and then you're descending and you're out breath then you're moving and you're starting to govern creation starting wow. to answer the groan of creation through the rivers of living water through the breath right and so it's so awesome you know individuals like dr o you know he, he's he's really just meet him last yeah. year last fall and he's somebody he's been working with this for a long time you know and so there's kirby de lanerol the happy breatharian come on, come on. yeah so i mean it was an absolute privilege to go to sri lanka and to train them in some of the the breath and cold exposure but Kirby's a legend. He's been doing this for a while and um, he's trained me. He was training me in heat therapy and like endurance and uh, all of that as well. And, you know, getting ordained by them over there was phenomenal. So with Kirby, yeah. man, like uh, him and the ice for the first time, based off of like everything that yeah. he's been operating in, was sure. that like an easy adjustment or was he like me when you had me in the snow and Tanner? And I was like, ah! I was like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, don't, don't, I mean, I'm not asking if Kirby was anything like me in that moment, but sure. what I was wondering is if that transition was really just kind of natural for him yeah, it or was, if it took some conditioning. It was, it was fairly natural for him wow. and, and the community there. It was fairly natural. It was really awesome. You wow. Know? And, you know, we primed ourselves and prepped ourselves. And, you know, the thing about Sri Lanka is you don't get the cold. You don't get cold showers. You don't get cold bodies of water for the most part. You oh, don't wow. get any of that stuff. So when I went there and I told him about that, he goes, dude, Arun, share this technology with us that you learned. <laughs> and then I go, all right, well, we'll need this. And then, like, he got on a call. He got, like, a huge crate delivered, like, the next day. He got a ton of ice delivered the How day after that. How much was that? A ton. And he goes, he goes, literally one he goes, time. Guess device. how much that was a rune? I'm like, how much? He goes, twenty dollars. I'm like, dude, in the U.S. That I, I went the other day. I went and filled up my, you know, uh, my ice barrel. Ice barrel is a cool company for upright cold exposure. I'm kind of sponsored by. So I went and filled up this ice barrel with two hundred pounds of ice for like thirty some dollars, right? And. Uh, uh, you know, so I'm like a ton of ice, right? And so we had the temperature. It's, it's expensive, man. We had the temperature below freezing. That's what they, that's what we started in. That's incredible. Yeah. You started in that. Yeah. And I'm not recommending that. I'm like always 30, recommending 30 gradual exposure to cold. Somewhere in there. But these guys, these guys have been do, doing resilience training for decade plus like testing the limits of human potential their body and their mind they're they're champions over there right so it's it's like a different it's they're in a different zone you know and a lot of them so it's a yeah so i'm always you know again as an instructor i speak a little differently like hey listen gradual exposure like you know just just take it easy because a lot of people they rush it and there is a reality of like you can override through the power of the mind. Wim teaches that with the best of them. I teach that. Yet there is this reality that your body, you're looking to steward this body. That's good. And so if we can begin to develop a gradual exposure to the elements like this, then we can build up a tolerance and adaptation response that actually makes it a lasting practice with a lasting transformation, longevity, and change. So a lot of people go right in and they fry their system Right, and they're like, "Why did it happen?" I'm like, "Well, you just didn't do it gradually. You didn't get your body and your mind a time to like adjust to this new wow. and incredible um, modality and supplement." Right, so that's key. That's huge. Yeah. 
And, uh, all right, and, okay, and I'm also going to put in the show notes ways to contact you because you're doing really cool e-courses. You're doing a lot yeah. of different things. Yeah. And so I know there's only so much we can do in a podcast. Right. So yes. I do want to say this. Like, if this is something that's interesting to you, I want you to, to definitely check out what Arun is doing and definitely yeah. contact him because it's, it, this is the kind of thing where it's really, even when it comes to, I was just thinking, like when it comes to getting out of the, the, an ice bath sure. and the process of warming up and there's a way to do that. Yes. And so just want to encourage people that if this is something that's really interesting people, definitely to, to, yeah. to touch base with Arun yeah. so that you're not getting an ice bath and then jumping into a hot bath and, yeah. and going into shock or something. But um, totally. Uh, have you seen that? I, I think it's kind of cool. I, 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 I'm sure you've seen this. The, 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 they got the schematics online where you can convert your deep freeze into. You've seen that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That and then awesome. every time you get in, you got like a little thin layer of ice. That yeah, you that's fun. I think man. I'm going to try to build something like that at our, yeah. at our, at our new house. There's some cool templates out there, and it's pretty economical. Yeah, because yeah. just the ice thing, like filling something up full of water. Like the pool I got right now is cool because I got a little bit yeah. of chlorine in there so it's not getting mildew. Oh, that's great. You and got, then, uh, you got yeah. training right there. Yeah, right? And it's just going to get colder. It's, it's, like, it's about to get real this winter. Yeah, and, and it was beautiful about this. Guys, what's beautiful about just just focus on the cold shower. If this is something that's new to you, gradually transition. Get acclimated to that over the course of several weeks. And then, hey, if you want to take it, if you want to, if you want to experience the cold, if you want to experience the ice bath or whatever, uh, get a guide or just get some supervision, get, get some wisdom and, and, and have fun, you know, have fun, do it right. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, as far as like some of the things, if you guys are like interested, like I'm, I'm doing a lot of things, like you said, like e-courses, digital stuff on just mind body optimization, you know, from sleep optimization to regenerative attitudes, literally attitudes that will begin to regenerate your body, um, learning to harness the power of the will, learning to let go, learning to actually step into realms of just breath and meditation, the elevations of respiration, like breath, all of this stuff. Yeah. And I know a lot of the guys that you're working with and yeah. training. And uh, sometimes you go through something, like a course, or you work, you're you being discipled by somebody. And so, sometimes when it's over, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, it was all right, whatever. Like yeah. you kind of got sold on something. The guys that I know that you've been working with, they 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 love you and mm -hmm. trust you. And, they, and they, they, there's so many testimonies of people that have been working with you. And, sure. and so uh, I, is, yeah, I, I think awesome. that's really... I think I that's it. really cool, and you're you're very you're a very relational guy, and you've got a heart of a teacher, yeah. and you do that so incredibly well, and so yeah. encouraging people to definitely connect. Yeah, and, and you know, it's what's important is, you know, a lot of people see trends and they move with, move with trends. Right now, there are those who embody it. Right, you have you know you want to you want to learn from somebody who's went to the edge and back again in these processes, who actually embodies it, because, you know, if, if you when you become conscious of something, your training begins, you know, and then, you know, you, you want to make sure you have somebody who carries a field and what a field means is it carries an authority and a scepter, right? In that space, right? Who, who understands like what, what's being stimulated by this and, 
and how can I utilize this? And I think that's where the fruit comes from. That's why I get a message almost every day talking about the like testimonies of people. Their, their sleep is optimized, both functional practically in wellness and both mystically speaking. Their respiration is completely changed, has completely changed their stress response to life. You know, their ability to live off of the energy of Elohim and their, you know, learning to, to live from that place of union with God, even in their body and their physiology and to be nourished from their relationship with God. It, it, just the testimonies, keep, they come in and, awesome. and one of the things is because, man, I, I, I literally embody what I teach. Right. Right, right. And that's no ego. It's just literally like there is a there's something that happens where is people get caught up in the trend, right? Totally, and then they're totally. like they, they try and teach something that they don't have etched out in their soma, in their body, in their in their mindsets, in their emotions. I think that's really important, you know. And and that's where I think the fruit. That's where there's fruit, and that's why there's fruit, and that's where there's fruit that remains. Yeah. Bro, so good. Um, uh, switch your subject really quick. You yeah. and I did a, did a podcast, and um, you know, you we've done a few. There was one that we actually couldn't air because of the process that you were about to go through with yeah. being um, officially trained with Wim Hof. Sure. We needed to go through proper protocol before, so yeah. I, we never actually released that one. So I'm not sure what we've hit on what we have in previous podcasts. Yeah. But I do know that we've spent some time together, and you've built a biblical. Uh, definition and foundation yeah. for um, for yeah. uh, for meditation. Yeah. And um, and one of the things that we see within the church is this idea that like that God is glorified through our busyness, or this idea that like that busyness is sexy, like you know, or we don't believe that, but it's just like by default, in order to survive, in order to get by, I just got to be in this frantic flow twenty four seven. And um, uh, so for many believers, our disciplines or our rhythms yeah. become so are, are, are scheduled sometimes for the dominant majority, probably not. And then you've got a certain level of maybe guilt or, or shame because I, I, I didn't have my quiet time with God this morning. But usually our quiet time with God isn't very quiet. It's, it's just as frantic as when we get in the car or when we're brushing our teeth, but we're, we're cramming it in. We're reading our, our five verses or our chapter, pray, yeah. journal. Yeah. So I do think that there's this beautiful discipline, and, and, and hate to even call it a discipline, but a beautiful rhythm uh, that you that you have talked about within the um, within the saints and within uh, our the, those that have run before us, and definitely an art of meditation that certainly has been lost, and and it's not something that's talked about. Um, uh, so a lot of the prophets that we would really admire, like Bob Jones and Bobby Connor, yeah. certainly would not be afraid at all of talking about the art of meditation. They wouldn't right. say the art necessarily, but the practice of meditation. Sure. Um, and so I, I'm really curious um, uh, what that looks like for a rune, as yeah. far as like what like what does that even look like and feel like and and um, and and I ask you that on purpose because I'm actually hoping that um, that as people just kind of hear you share that, that people realize that there is this beautiful kind of place, this beautiful kind of dynamic where we can actually escape the the, the grind of what we're told is so important, where we can actually 
build this mm. beautiful place with 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 Jesus. And so, yeah. um, if you would just yeah. be willing to kind of like, yeah. you know, and I know it's a kind of maybe a more intimate conversation. Sure, but, no worries. I, I need to I need to say something. You know, my wife and I actually met at a meditation practicum in Spain oh, that Doctor O was hosting. Wow. And um, so we met. You know, I remember one time when when uh, I went to a wedding that Doctor O was officiating, and Carlisle was my date. And he, he sat next to me and Carlisle was talking to somebody else. He goes, so tell me, how's it going? I go, man, it's absolutely bliss. It's out of a place of meditation. You met out of a place of rest. Okay, and, wow. I, you know, and, and that's, that's key. And I need to say something else. That a really near and dear friend of mine on my board named Taylor Remington wrote a book called A Beginner's Guide to Christian Meditation. It's highly academic. He's a very academic and scholarly individual that created this really awesome introductory book on meditation that I believe that any Christian who's looking to get into the field and looking to understand meditation more thoroughly should get their hands on, okay? So meditation is key. It's all over the scriptures. We need to just let go of the bull and we need to just (laughs) delve into (laughs) our union with God. And you know how I've talked about union flow. So union flow, you know, I said in the beginning, came to me by a direct transmission, like inner audible thunderous boom says, through union with me, everything else will flow. And how I defined union flow is as a state of being that's birthed, derived out of our fusion with the creator of all. And I say that the flow of this relationship produces divine intelligence and an ability to connect and transcend connect with and transcend the limitations of the natural order. Awesome. I've reframed that definition. That's why it came out a little differently. Yeah. I used to say that union flow uh, uh, is a flow of relationship that produces divine intelligence, allowing us to exceed the limitations of the natural order. But we, I, I've that been- That sounds familiar, yeah. I've been, I've been very convinced now, especially more than ever, that if we don't truly know how to connect we can't have sustained transcendence. Wow, that's good. So if we if we don't understand this body awareness, that actually could be found through the the something that's really near and dear to you, what you're doing right now, your breath, what we've talked about, you can actually develop a deeper connection, the nexus of the spirit, soul, and body into the divine. You can actually just begin to develop this connection and begin to get more connected and embodied and integrated as an individual through this. And then as you learn this connection, you obviously, as you get to know this divine handiwork that God created, spirit, soul, and body, you get to know him deeper through it. And then you begin to learn how to connect with even nature and creation, his handiwork that we're called to govern. We're all talking about dominion and transcendence and governing. I don't know if we've really begun to understood how to connect. Well, nature is not one of the seven mountains. <laughs> I'm just having fun. <laughs> I'm just having fun. Should well, eight now? You yeah. know, government and yeah. you know, education, sure, and then sure, like sure. riding on top of a wolf. You know, like ah. that's hilarious. Sorry, so, you know, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> keep man. going. Keep going. Nature, nature is an incredible teacher, and you know, I'm heralding those words from Wim, right? And I'm heralding, I'm heralding those words from Sadhu Sundar Singh, from wow. San Francis of Assisi, wow. from all these individuals, right? From most individuals who have actually pushed the threshold of humanity forward to some degree. All right, so um, that's, a, that's, kind of, that's very connected with my process. So awesome. I know you asked me the question that's about awesome. meditation, about all of this. One of the things that I don't do is I don't compartmentalize. Mm. Uh, I have a structural flow 
in my life, but God's in every aspect Good. of it. He, he's in every space, you know? There's nothing that I can do apart from that, right? And we see that and like, go, if you guys haven't already, it's a f- incredible memoir, something that can fit in your back pocket, but The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. Wow. It's, wow. An, it's an ancient, it's, it's an old school manuscript. It's literally his memoir, but he talked about this consistent connection he had with the divine, with God. And guys, one of the things too is that if you feel disconnected, know that you're not, but also you can utilize that feeling of disconnection to connect deeper. I think that's what people don't understand is that, because I feel that way too sometimes. I mean, obviously we're, we're all in process. Mm. I'm going through the journey with all of you guys. And so there are times when you feel that way, you know you're not, but you feel that way. But guess what? I believe that's a God-given gift to delve deeper into connection. Things like stress and agitation, this is another story, things you feel are actually agitation and stress is an energy to stimulate you to make massive change. So if you can see stress and agitation and anxiety as, hey, this is something that's agitating, energizing me, maybe not in a good direction, but I can transmute, I can shift the direction of that for my advantage, for goodness, for his glory. Right? That's right. So we can do all of that. So God, God is in my breath, right? He's in my everything. He actually holds me together by the power of his word. So there's, there, there is just this awesome. place of like, man, right now, I'm just, I'm literally being held together by his love. Everyone is being held together by the love of God. Wow. And now it's up to us. Like we can choose to turn our affections and attention towards that space and connect and behold. I, okay, there is that quote, and this was a quote I said earlier. It's not my quote, but I actually made it my own through adding something to it. I said, you know, it's said that life is not measured by our age, but it's actually me- measured by the quality of our breath. And I take it a little bit further. It's actually measured by our beholding. And the, it's actually measured ultimately by the fact that we're being held together by the power of his word. We're being held. He's beholding us. Wow. And through our beholding and then through the breath, right? Wow. There's that realm of longevity, of connection and union. Yeah. Oh, Rune, amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I want to preface something too. Some of the yeah, things I've been do. sharing, like, and we've been talking about, there's a level of track record. You know, I, I went, you know, before I came to know Christ and all of that stuff, I was studying to become a doctor. You know, I've always been really, uh, like, interested in our physiology, in our body, in this mind. You know, I always understood things like the spinal column, like as the rod of God, the scepter of righteousness, because I knew that God chose us to express his authority through. And then this must be the rod of God. Like I must be his expressed image on the earth. I must be, so you know? Yeah. And so these things, and you learning to modulate some of the things we're talking about, you're actually learning to become the scepter of righteousness in creation. And so there's this background and this fascination that comes from my dad, my father, who's a medical doctor. He's a cardiologist who studied under streetlights in India to become an MD in the US. My, my brother, who you know, Neil, who's a doctor of chiropractic, a doctor of the nervous system. Yeah, we did a my podcast si- with him. That was awesome. Yeah, my sister who brought me into the things of God, who's is highly uh, skilled and educated in health and wellness. My mother, I mean, I come from that space. And therefore, there, you'll hear me talking a 
little bit differently and a little bit more just like functional and practical about these things because of the background there, you know? It's like, hey, listen, like this is, a lot of the, what we're sharing is very practical. And that's what you're talking about, demystifying some of this stuff. Yeah, right? absolutely. And you're all good. I mean, mo most of the people that are, uh, that are part of this tribe already know who you are and love who you yeah. are and celebrating it. I appreciate you doing kind of like that. And what I'm going to do is also is we'll include um, the show note, like in the show notes. Uh, I remember our very first time actually meeting, and it was on my radio show back yeah. when I, was, I had contract with uh, yeah. Seattle's Alternative Talk. It was uh, the yes. only, only gospel-centered show on that entire yeah. Um, network, you know, and I remember we we chatted on the phone, and then I had you on, and you basically told your story. You you kind of set it all up. So I'm going to include the link to that because that'll take people back into like our first conversation, yeah, a couple of years ago, which was just so amazing, yeah. And wow. uh, but what I what I love about like our conversation tonight is like it's kind of like this isn't like part one, you know. This is kind of like here, you know, here we are. This is our third time or fourth time getting to get in chat and people are definitely going to want to listen to that first one people are also going to want to listen to the the show that we did with um you and justin abraham it's one of the it's one of the <laughs> most watched podcasts yeah. that, that i've ever done yeah uh, i think it's like you and then the, the the three hour that i did with bobby connor that was pretty epic wow. you know what i'm saying yeah, like, long form that's good. yeah i did one with nancy cohen that one's cool. that one's up there too but those yeah. are like the most popular so people should definitely check that out if they haven't listened to that one. Right on. But um, uh, no, like I was saying, like it's it's really rare to be able to have these kinds of um, these kinds of conversations. Man, Dr. O got to meet him last year through through Justin, and man, what a what a what a treasure. I mean, just what a um, uh, man, what 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 a brilliant man. Absolutely, I would love to spend more time I'd love to get him over here and to, to Seattle eventually I, yeah. just what it like you know and just his 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 perspective um the way that he I mean it's just it's it's radically radically different from mm -hmm. a, a perspective that I yeah. would have and I think that that's one of the things that we're learning to do within the body of Christ it's is true. to honor other people's perspective yeah. and and uh, because I think for a long time we've been trying to make everybody the same. We've been trying. To, that's 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 not Christianity. Yeah. That's Marxism. When I try to remove you of your culture, your tribe, Absolutely. your 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 skin color, when I when I want to make everybody you know you know like me, you know that's not Christianity. That's not what Jesus is about. That is Marxism. You yeah. know, and so we really need to celebrate our differences, and we really need to celebrate. The, the radically different perspectives that, you know, it's almost like when you don't, when you've never seen something before, it's easy to, to want to reject it, mm -hmm. you know, because it's not necessarily a part of your, your framework. Absolutely. But man, when we can, when I can begin to see where you're coming from, even if I'm not going to, you know, even if people are watching, I'm never going to get into an ice bath. Like, awesome. Yeah. But like when we can uh, honor, yeah. like, wow, I think it's really cool that he's going after that, you yeah. know, and like, yeah, that we get to upgrade in those moments. And you know, guys, even even like that ice, whatever. I was teaching people just even how to practically shift the relationship with the heat. So many people get so like bent out of shape from being in the hot sun. I go, what if you begin to just receive receive it? Like God fashioned the sun, and guess what? It's actually energizing all of creation right now. It's run by the sun. The indigenous cultures understood this. But what if then I can begin to form a relationship, a connection with creation and say, oh yeah, you're actually here for my advantage. 
like my pores actually begin to open up and receive it wow. versus be in opposition to it. So we can just change our mindsets. We can become more resilient to the cold just by saying, hey, listen, the cold actually is for my benefit. And you don't have to get into anything, but you can actually begin to shift your psyche, your mentality towards these things. You know, one of my over, one of my, one of the things, one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to what I do is because of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul in Philippians, he said something that has marked my life. He goes, I have discovered the secret of overcoming all things. It says mastering all things. And we can see that in a translation where he talks about, I've discovered, you know, how to be content in all situations. Mm. Okay, so when we look deeper into that, he learned a level of mastery where he can be in a state of shalom despite what's happening around him. Whether he's in prison, whether he's left for dead, whether he's in bliss, whatever it is, you know? And so that, that captivated me in a deep way because it says, hey, imitate me as I imitate God, right? And so, you know, I was like, man, I want to develop more resilience in my life to where I can be at peace in, in the midst of anything that happens in my life. And I've went, through, awesome. I've went through tremendous difficulty. I've, mm-hmm. I've lost difficulty in my body. I've hit rock bottom. But man, I love it. Wow. Because it's, it's cultured me. It's caused me to develop a strength and a fortitude. It's caused me to be able to really almost just overcome all things because I've learned to see the beauty in it all. And you can see all the adversity that anyone's faced watching this. You can use it. Obviously, that's a lot of life messages are based on that. You can really begin to use it and it can just tune you, inform you, and sculpt you into being that person who's like, hey, I can, I'm content in all situations. I'm resilient. And doing things like we're talking about, modulating breath, cold exposure, all these different things help you to develop resilience, help you to happen to life versus it happened to you, help you to govern your circumstances versus it governing you. So that's a huge key. And we see that all throughout the scriptures, take dominion, subdue, you know, subdue govern, steward, all of this stuff is speaking of that. So what are some practical things yeah. that we can begin to do and emulate in our life that actually take this mental ascent of information, as my rabbi calls it, as Ian calls it, take this mental ascent of information, and then what I'm saying here, and lock it in in, the, in your physiology, lock it in your body. And we know now that the body actually can, has a deeper way of setting the mind. So if we can actually move our body, as a guy named Jim Quick says, we move our body and our brain grooves. Yeah, as our body moves, our brain grooves. The body can set the mind. And so if we can couple movement within our relationship with God, we can go further than we have ever had before. Because one of the reasons why we're not superseding is because we're not connected. We're not understanding the beauty of this physiology, the very house of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit, this physical body, and the mind in which the mind of Christ dwells. Mm. Don't you know you have the mind of Christ, right? right, right. We know we're one in spirit, right? And we know the transformation of the mind is happening. We know that our body's being quickened according to Romans 8, all this stuff. But what if we could co-labor in these processes? A lot of people say, come on, man, it's all about grace. I'm like, well, grace is highly transformative. And I believe that God has always wanted us to co-labor with him. Yeah, waiting on God is awesome. I termed it waiting with God. Waiting with God, because we're always one with God. Waiting with God is awesome. But we need to have the synergy of massive action and just that oneness connection of like, I'm walking with you, you know? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so many people, like we, uh, we, we, the interrupt of... A cold shower 
<laughs> even the daily interrupt of that yeah. is can be wonderf- wonderfully yeah. beneficial if we have engineered our lives to be. See, see one of the things I know as being pastor <laughs> is that yeah. um, I find that many people engineer their lives to be comfortable and survivable, mm-hmm. and yet they're radically frustrated because their life is comfor- comfortable. So they're ra- they're frustrated with what they have engineered, um, and uh, and they're not healthy. They're not wealthy, and things are and 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 their steps really aren't being too ordered because they are basically operating as their own functional life engineer or lord or their own functional kind of uh, uh, master in that way and just not doing a very good job, yeah. <laughs> right? And so that's one of the things that I love about the idea of of something that's radically uncomfortable, something that just right off the bat getting smacked in the face with 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 freezing cold water and and that place where you just want to start you know yeah. hyperventilating and then and then just you know stepping in that place of thank you lord you know thank and like and when you get out you you just feel you know for me it's a level of just like passion and not 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 necessarily aggression but this 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 moment of like that god hasn't called me to play it safe like god hasn't called me to be comfortable like god never called us to live a safe life yes. and that's one of the things that i love about some of the things that we're talking about is that that radical action is first preceded by some sort of intentional disruption. Yes. And I think that for people listening, that radical disruption could might not be an ice bath. It might be an honest conversation with your spouse. <laughs> That's really good. You know, it might mean yeah. actually showing up to work and not going to your cube, but going to your boss and apologizing for always being late to work and letting yes. them know that the new you has shown up. Right. You know, so I think that um, that is that really, especially in a year where where it's just kind of like everything is very just plagued right now with com- with complaints. Yes. You know that, uh, and where there's almost kind of a victim state that's been prescribed to all right. of us because of we're all victims of COVID yeah. and, and everything else, and it, and it's like. No, 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 Like, God has not called us to be victims. We're called to be victorious. And we need to start looking at the unhealthy patterns, whether it's a sleeping pattern or eating pattern or relational uh, dysfunctional patterns, um, these different things. And saying, God has given us a will. He has given yes. us his so spirit. And so what are the practical things that we actually have control of? One of my favorite things is, like, if you need a life change, Begin by making your bed. I'm sure you've heard that before yeah, too. Right, right. But like the very first thing that you did, because that's something that you can actually have control over. Yeah, that's good. You know, so it's like do some do something right. different tomorrow morning. Yeah. Like make your bed. Like do the dishes. Right. Like tell your wife you love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's right on. You know, even even in the midst of like the uh, um, you know, I'm traveling. I flew over here, right? I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, I don't always enjoy that, but guess what? I work for, I work it to my advantage. I'm training my CO2 tolerance. I'm toning my vagus nerve. I'm allowing myself now through having a mask on. Now I, you know, my blood oxygen, oxygen level is the same. A lot of people say like I'm having problem breathing, but a lot of times their blood oxygen level is the same. It's actually healthy as if they were to have a mask off. But when I'm, when I'm in that space and I'm, you know, breathing more CO2, I'm training my CO2 tolerance. So I'm in the plane training my CO2 tolerance, and guess what that's causing me to do? It's causing me to, be, uh, to train my stress response. It's causing me to develop more resilience. It's causing me to etch out 
the seat of rest in my physiology. That's what I've been speaking on a lot now. We talk about the seat of rest, right? Strive to enter into his rest. But there's, there's a physiological seat of rest all over our body, and we can actually begin to tone and chisel that space. So then we're not just thinking about it mentally. We're actually physically embodying a place of rest. So you can even do that through wearing a mask. You guys have to for the most part when you're traveling or in some spaces, all right? And you can, oh, wow, I'm actually taking some conscious breaths now i'm actually i'm actually improving my health right now. that's amazing isn't it interesting i love that Arun. yeah yeah especially because um there is this you know narrative uh that the mask is this binding yeah. restricting sure. that you know like and that anytime we wear a mask we are partnering with this with this antichrist agenda or whatever right sure i, I yeah. had somebody send right. me all these scriptures right about why we shouldn't be wearing masks and i was yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, you know, because back in first century Jerusalem, the N95 mask specifically, <laughs> right, was the device. And, and like, I'm like, my goodness, what are you guys doing here? But right. I, I love what you're talking about, that even in these things that we don't necessarily, you know, care for, that, that there's opportunities to even mm -hmm. train ourselves. I, I just love what you're saying. It's such yeah. a great perspective. Yeah, man, we, we can develop our immunity. We can really cultivate a stronger and more robust immune system and our immunity in Christ. Like he set the standard and we can actually partner with him through some of the things we're talking about to, to embody that which he paid for, that which he's given us, right? So it seems like how is that related? But if you guys have followed anything, you'll see the relation Absolutely. of, of these, the, you know, it's because a lot of times we, uh, we, we, we relegate it uh, in, into some level of mysticism, which it is highly mystical, but it is very practical and functional. It's what you talked about. How are you showing up? How are you speaking to your wife? Are you having that honest conversation? You know, how are you showing up in the world today? How are you eating? Do you have addictive tendencies? Can you choose with your will and your intent to override those spaces by grace? It's transformational so you can use it to shift your attitude and your relationship and you can develop greater ascendancy in life you know i remember you know back in the day one of the reasons that primed me to do a lot of the things i do today to teach people that they have access to a wellspring of energy just as you were designed humanly speaking and i mean how we're designed being you know christ in us we have access to so much uh boundless energy that uh we can begin to just move into by just dealing with the practical things in life. Like, you know, I remember hearing people, you know, we're at big conferences and we're hearing all these incredible realities that I honor and cherish. And then somebody would be like, oh, I'm just no good. I didn't have my coffee. I'm just no good. I didn't have my breakfast. I didn't get my eight hours. And I'm like, what are we talking about? How can we talk about manifesting sonship when we're tied and tethered and governed by the caffeine, when wow. we're governed by the breakfast, when we're governed by all this stuff? We need to govern it as sons and as children of Elohim, as just how God created every human. It's, we need to be able to speak like to these supplements, to this food. It's going to be advantageous to me because I'm a wow. son, because it's, because it's good. And yeah, Enjoy food. It's a pleasure to be enjoyed. And food is a love language of mine, right? <laughs> I enjoy sleep sometimes. You know, I sleep a good amount. Sometimes I don't sleep at all. Yeah. That's because I understand that I have access to a regenerative 
energy, a regenerative connected relationship with Elohim that can revitalize all my systems. And that's where what birthed triune recalibration, the workshop that I initially started when I came on the scene that's of right, doing things right, publicly. Right. It was about a recalibration unto first love, spirit, soul, and body. How do we begin to learn to live by the law of spirit and life, right? So good, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know when you usually when you come into Seattle, one of the first places that you go is to Bulletproof Coffee. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and you're not there necessarily for right. the coffee. You're yeah. there for the for the vibe plate. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, I remember the first time you took me there. Yeah. And I still I, I thought my brain was about to like <laughs> explode. Like, like every bone in my body. Was sure. Just, and, you know, and, and, and now I just I just I, I love it. Like yeah. the first time it's such a foreign kind of yeah. experience. And so um, what other like man like. Uh, what other kind of like biohacking apps, devices, uh, sure. foods, supplements, like yeah. what right now is like newer, new-ish to you yeah. that you're just kind of e either exploring or like currently kind of geeking out on? Yeah, you know, I, I just gave a talk. I was just invited to give a talk on the power of communion from the standpoint of optimization. Oh, wow. And that was phenomenal. So communion is number one. Can we and, find that somewhere or? Um, I'm going to. I'm likely going to be doing it in one of my modules, upcoming modules. Awesome. Uh, that was like relegated to a certain group in okay. ministry school, so to sure. speak. But I, I did. I, I approach communion as a as a, as a optimization uh, mechanism, relational connection with God. Obviously, he says, "Hey, you eats my flesh, you drinks my blood, shall live forever." So we have to delve deep into that. But it's amazing. So first, I always love to keep communion there, and I have to check myself sometimes, and I think we all do because, you know, sometimes I'm approaching my supplements and I love to supplement. Sometimes I'm I'm like all out on supplementation. I've got like quite a few going on and sometimes I've got nothing going on mm. because I want to make sure I'm living from that space of union. Wow. But I want to make sure that I'm, I'm maximizing all these incredible things we begin to access to in nutrition and all of this stuff. But I always want to also make sure I'm not just being governed by them. That I'm governing these it's really things, good. right? Yeah. So you know, um, communion is number one. And it's funny. I was taking communion recently on that thing. I was taking it with um, this apple cider vinegar uh, uh, cocktail, Amazing. like a beautiful cocktail, not alcoholic, but I, I don't mind really good biohacking like wine. Apple cider vinegar yeah, yeah. martini. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, totally. I, I, I love a good drink. I love a good wine. Trust me. But you know, I, not with I, apple cider vinegar yeah, in it. <laughs> but I had that, and I had um, I had a, a dried um, how do you call it? Uh, air dried uh, liver. Oh, like what? A, just like hold a, on, what? Just like uh, you know, like it looked like a cracker, but it, it's it's a liver. It's it's uh, you know, uh, animal, a cow. Okay. This is the most unique. Thing. Yeah. So wow. I'm, I'm I'm dipping it in there, and I'm like, this community because this is, this is uh, liver is like you know, I, sorry for all you vegans out there if there are any of you, but liver is one of the greatest superfoods, right? So like, um, it's a, it's a great great. Where do you get this? Um, there's a guy named uh, Liver Crisp Carnivore Aurelius. Is actually his name. All this right. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm working on an affiliate thing, so then we could put it in good. the show notes, right? Um, but uh, yeah, it's so good. And so that's one thing. One of the things I really love are um, just ancestral supplements. Yep. Like just just really getting back to like uh, uh, nose to tail with, with eating yep. uh, the the the. the the meat, right? And uh, the, the organ meats have the, they're the most consolidated, uh, packed superfoods out there. 
But are, aside from comedian. How right? are you doing that? Yeah, just through supplementation. Oh, really? So okay. that's one of my favorite things right now. It's mostly like Castles focusing- Castles or something? Or yeah. Like, wow, interesting. And I, I'll, we'll put an affiliate link because yeah, I'm, be I'm connected yeah, with that company. Yeah, please send those all to me. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so there's- um, uh, so, so I love to focus on whole foods yeah. um, because our, like the, our ancestors didn't really have a lot of supplements. But I do sometimes do nootropics and all this stuff like uh, Qualia is a good company. Okay. I love to experiment with their stuff, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I really like the whole food supplementation yeah. uh, and, and getting, my, getting some really cool benefits and boosts from that. Okay. Yeah. But again, you know, my wife can attest. What are some of your favorite foods or yeah. spices or stuff that you sure. just like really, yeah, yeah. really geek out on? Yeah, like, yeah. So my my wife and I geek out on this stuff together. So like, again, I was about to say my wife, she can attest to this. She, I'll be holding like a supplement. And I'm like, I give you power to function well in this body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I learned true. a lot of that too from Kirby Delanerol yeah. and Fiona, awesome people. And so, um, uh, so I love that. You know, one of the things we do is we, we, we love uh, like just certified humane. We, we love just eating things that are really ethical and really yeah, good. Yeah, we yeah. love that, but we don't let it control us. We, yeah. we have fun, man. Sure. We have fun. We, we eat well. We enjoy, enjoy all types of foods. But we, you know, we love to intermittent fast. I mean, every day we're having one meal a day. You know, sometimes I go on extended fasts, like, you know, uh, and a friend in the audience here, Tanner, he was with me on the last, last conference I did. And I go, hey, you're doing this uh, fast with me. And so we fasted the whole time. It was bone broth. But guess what we were doing? It's like bone broth is another superfood. And it's like ointment to the gut. Yeah. It's like the, you know, it's like a balm, a, you know, a soothing space. And the so gut, a bone broth fast for like three days or five yeah, days or something. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's great for you. It, it does some really good things. And again, I'm not, I, I consult with your physician, okay? <laughs> like, do what you <laughs> need right. to do. I got to say that, but you know, like it, it, there's some healing things that are in these things like water fast. We know that through a two to three day water fast, you can optimize your body significantly. And we see some biblical truths come to place. Like, whereas, you know, you know, in a Stanford study, what you, they fasted, uh, uh, for three days. Right. Uh, and then you saw that, uh, in corruption, which is healthy functional immune cells swallowed up corruption, it's damaged immune cells. It's incredible, yeah. So we see like, whoa, like our body's so incredible. Uh, and we see that even in my culture in like ancient India, like um, it's, it's, there was fasting was a part of lifestyle just one day a week because you wanted to give the, this machinery a break so that it can devote attention to the body to optimize other systems and not fully devote all its energy and time to digestion, which digestion is awesome, like eat, enjoy it. Um, but Learn to see, are you mastered by it or are you mastering yeah, it? That's good. So yeah. my, my wife also, she loves essential oils. So we, we, we do essential oils. I even on my, on a, a steak rub that I made the other day, I added some frankincense to it just you to like, did? just to have some interesting How was that? Stuff. Did it work? It was awesome. I mean, just one drop, just very like hidden, but I'll take some like really good quality craft coffee, uh, some good salt and pepper, uh, uh, and, and some, some stuff and do a good, uh, rub on the steak. Once, yeah. And yeah. I, and so I use, um, some peppermint yeah. oil. Yeah. Man, bad idea, dude. It was <laughs> Wait, horrible. What'd you do? I, I, I was out of mint. I was making, oh. uh, it burned, right? Yeah. I yeah. was like, Oh my Lord. Right. Yeah. Like uh, that was not a good idea. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So sure. I was like, wow, you're using oil. Cool. Yeah. Cool. But there are specific essential oils for that purpose though. Right. For, for cooking with and such. 
Yeah, there are, and I was just experimenting. Frankincense is one of my favorite oils because it has so many cool uh, properties we see in the scriptures, and totally. also we know that uh, you know as you as you uh, go into it's even deep breathing with frankincense. Frankincense is one of the essential oils that can all cross the blood-brain barrier and wow. and bring some health to the brain and all, wow. all that stuff. Right? Wow. We see other things cross the blood-brain barrier, such as dental mercury amalgam fillings, okay. silver fillings that I suffered from. Those cracked in my mouth, and mercury got into my brain, impaired my memory caused me to get into autoimmunity and go a bad direction not not it wasn't just that it was a combination of things but we see that so why not utilize why like you got frankincense that can do some things that are really cool wow, so interesting. I, I, yeah, I mean that's that's, I think this is a whole other show like <laughs> we're delving into supplementation and all of the benefits therein and then uh, again it's like we are um you know, as the above-born are concerned, we are stewards over creation, so we empower it to benefit our lives and uh, to promote longevity. We empower our sleep to work for our advantage. You know, we prime ourselves to realize we don't need to live. A, we can't live a life on autopilot any longer. That's right. We need to begin to see these areas that we spend all of our life doing. I mean, we spend a third of our life sleeping, so we should likely optimize that space that's right, that's right. and in regards to just functional wellness and then intimacy with God. But there's so many other categories our food intake or all of this. And guys, I'm doing, I'm on this journey. Totally, you know? totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, there are people that are watching live right now, yeah. and you guys are going into an amazing conference starting cool. tomorrow night yeah. with uh, with Chris Blackaby. Yeah, Chris well, I, awesome. I haven't met him yet. Yeah. I, I guess we're scheduled to do a podcast on Tuesday, which is going to be incredible. I've That's heard awesome. incredible things. Yes, he's phenomenal. About, in fact, uh, yeah, so um, now, for people that are watching right now, and they're just buzzing, and they're yeah. just like, wah, 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 and they, and they want more. Sure. Um, and I'll just say from what I've heard, if you love Arun and you love just this thing, like you love, I, I hear that um, even Dr. O's had quite an influence on Chris Blackaby, I don't, yeah. or vice versa, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, that people are going to want to be a part of this event. And it's just in Lacey, which yeah. isn't that far away. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. how, would, how, how do people get more information on, on, the, on this conference yes. uh, this yeah. weekend? Yeah, it's in Olympia, Washington. Is it already it's, sold out? or? Um, I don't know, okay. but I think it's worth looking into. Okay. Uh, I believe there's space. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's a decent amount of space available. Uh, it's Gateway Christian Center. Yep. That's uh, our friend, uh, Pastor, Pastor Sung Han. He's amazing. Love and, that guy. Uh, and yeah, and they're awesome. He's going to be sharing a session. He's phenomenal. Chris and I as well. Um, and then I'm doing an... Um, an abridged triune recalibration workshop on oh, Saturday evening Very cool. as well. Um, that I think there's a few spots left, only a few on that Okay, one. and you got to register for that specifically. You got to register for that, for that specifically. So it's in Olympia, Washington, Lacey, Washington. It's like some addresses say different. And it's Gateway Christian Center. You can look up Gateway Christian Center on the Facebook uh, on, on the Facebook, on Facebook, okay. and you can find it. Um, we could put a link in the show notes. I don't know, you know, I don't know it off the top of my head. But people yeah. should probably actually investigate this tonight because it starts tomorrow. Yeah, it does start tomorrow. And so just Google it or, yeah. uh, you know, and yeah, you'll see Pastor Sunday, awesome, awesome guy. Yes. I uh, found out about him actually through Joshua Mills. I think yeah. I found out about you originally through Joshua Mills. Yeah. Oh, really? Right yeah. on. Joshua was amazing. And then you were at a, one of Joshua's things. And yes. You sent me that video. That's when I messaged you. The very first you. time. Yeah. You're like, hey, you don't know who I am. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, and, and just to backtrack, uh, you can go like anything of my social media, Arun Bolchandani, yep. Union Flow. Yeah. 
You guys are probably already typing it in. You guys can find that conference all over my social oh, media. Perfect. Yes. So it's there and you can click all the links and register what you need to register for. Um, you can go to my social media and you'll see my modules. You'll see a link in my Instagram. You'll see all that. You can click and you can see my future events, both digital and in person. You can go to unionflow.com. You can go to experiences on there. You can click around. It'll take you to a place where you can see what I'm doing as well. That's right. Um, and I can so, assure yeah. you this, that you will never see another minister who has as many uh, pictures of, of him with his shirt off as you will see on, um, on, on, it's, it's amazing. I mean, do what you're, what you're doing. It's, it's a yeah. one of a kind. You're a one of a kind for sure. Yeah. This two hours has flown by. Oh, wow. Two just, hours. Just, yeah. just ridiculously fast. Yeah. I have loved every yeah. second of tonight. And if you didn't have a birthday party that you were going, I, I would, I, I would say, let's go <laughs> another two hours. Yes. But thank you so much for coming in a day early. Uh, just to have this conversation, right to hang out, love you, love Carlisle, just love what you guys are going after. Yep. We're celebrating you guys awesome. and can't wait to, to do it again. Yeah, man, it's an honor to be here as always, Darren. I appreciate you tremendously. Your honor for the body, its many members and its many expressions. You do such an outstanding job. So appreciate you and your friendship, man. Till next time. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks guys.